Hello, and welcome to episode 25 of a Vegan Business Tribe podcast with myself, David Pennell, co-founder of Vegan Business Tribe. And if you have a vegan business or you're just thinking about starting one, then Vegan Business Tribe is here to support you and inspire you, not just to build a vegan business, but to build a successful vegan business. And as always, if you want to go beyond this podcast and connect with our community of like-minded vegan entrepreneurs, then head over to veganbusinesstribe.com, where you can attend our online meetups, you can get support with your vegan business, you can study our vegan marketing course, and just be part of a wonderful community of vegan business people just like you. And we're always really grateful to our members because they are the people who mean that we can keep recording this podcast every week and putting out all our content and just genuinely doing everything we can to support vegan business. Now, I'm actually recording this at a time in the UK when we've just started to see smaller events opening up again. In fact, this weekend, Lisa and I were at the Manchester Vegan Market, supporting a couple of our Vegan Business Tribe members who had taken stalls there. And I agree that we can all now do a lot more without leaving our homes than we could 12 months ago. In fact, over this last year, we've all been forced to do more from home as events have been cancelled because of the pandemic. But if you're trying to get your business out there, then sometimes the best way to do that is to literally get out there. For many, taking a stall at your local vegan fair or vegan market is often the first step into a larger world for many vegan businesses. For some companies, vegan fairs are one of the main routes of selling their products to the public. And others, they'll do it for brand recognition and to get more people to the website. But if you've never actually taken your company to a fair or a vegan market before, then the prospect of doing so, it might be terrifying. But if I've learned anything in business. It's that it's just like a video game. You need to be constantly looking to progress to the next level if you're ever going to get that treasure. You need to keep pushing your comfort zone and keep doing things you've never done before if you're going to build a successful business. You won't be surprised to learn that many successful businesses started out as a market stall. Marks and Spencer Tesco Supermarket, Dunelm, Poundland, Superdry, Boohoo, all these huge brands started out with their owners learning how to sell from a stall. Famous entrepreneurs like Sir Alan Sugar and Wayne Hemingway of Red and Dead and Steve Smith, who was a founder of Poundland, they've all credited their time on market stalls as being the place where they learned what customers actually want. And this is important. How many of us have gone away and built a website or we spent hours behind a computer screen trying to guess what a customer wants to buy or trying to build an email newsletter to drive traffic without having ever had any hands-on contact with customers? Well, let me tell you a quick story and it's about innocent drinks. In 1998, Richard Reed and two university friends, Adam Balon and John Wright, they developed their first fruit smoothie recipes for what would become innocent drinks. Now, 
they all had other jobs at the time and so were understandably nervous about giving up those jobs to create a new business selling smoothies. So they went out and they bought £500 worth of fruit. They bottled up their smoothies and took a stall at a local music festival in London. And above the stall, they put up a big sign that read, Do you think we should give up our jobs to make these smoothies? And they had two recycle bins for people's bottles. One bin had no on the front and the other had yes. By the end of the day, the yes bin was overflowing. So the very next day, they all resigned from their jobs to set up Innocent. In 2013, Richard sold the business for 500 million. Now, it's actually worth going and reading the innocent story, and especially if you're selling a physical product, because it wasn't just plain sailing from there. They didn't just quit their jobs and become millionaires. In fact, they rewrote their business plan 11 times and still no bank or investor would give them any money. They eventually found that funding by sending an email out to all their friends and family titled, Does Anyone Know Anyone Rich? But they based their early business decisions on actually interacting with the public, on actually putting their product into the hands of the people that they wanted to sell to and seeing what the reaction was. And that is the magic of having a stall at an event or a market or a vegan fair. There is no hiding from the customer. In fact, if you do spend the whole event trying to hide from the customer, you are definitely doing it wrong. But a lot of people who take a stall at a local vegan fair or festival, they weigh up the success of that event against if they've made a profit on the day. So, did the event pay for itself. And although the costs of having a stall at a fair, they're usually not huge, but they do add up. And you might have only paid £50 or £100 to the event organisers to actually have that stall. But you also have to factor in the cost of transport to the show, getting some graphics printed, having some leaflets or business cards made, maybe even paying for one of your staff to be at the event for the day and sometimes paying for overnight accommodation too. Many businesses, they'll add all these costs up and then they'll weigh that cost against how much product they think they'll be able to sell on the day or how many appointments they can get booked in if you're a service company. However, there are so many benefits that go far beyond just the sales you make on the day. And the first is these one-to-one engagements with customers that you won't get anywhere else. And if you're early on in your business and you're struggling to work out why people are not buying your product, then go take a stall at your local vegan fair. This is where you can do all your first-hand research to work out exactly what real people think about your products, not just your friends and family who told you they loved it because they love you. So go set out your stall and see if there's a certain product that everyone gravitates to and picks up. Or is there a certain sign you have that makes people stop in their tracks and read? You can talk to those people who stop. 
you can start to work out what kind of people and maybe what kind of vegans connect with your product or services. You might find yourself having to explain a certain feature of your product or service over and over again to people. And that means that it's not obvious enough in your marketing. You'll get people asking you questions, and I can guarantee that these same questions will be what's on people's minds when they view your products on your website too. But online, you're not there to answer these questions. So you need to make sure that your product photography and your descriptions answer these questions for you. Or you might find that the big thing that you thought was unique about your product, you know, the thing that you really get excited by, just doesn't get anybody else excited. And feedback from live events, it can be hard to take, but you should welcome it all. Find out what people's objections are to buying your product. Is it the price? Do they need to go away and think about it first? Do they need more information before they commit? Would they love it if it was just in a different colour or a different size? Perhaps you'll find out that people will buy after spending 20 minutes talking to you. And so if so, you need to work on what messages people are connecting with, or maybe even work in a Zoom conversation with potential customers as part of your sales process. Or is it that, and it's not easy for me to say this, but is it that your company is just not exciting and unique enough for people to engage in a conversation with you in the first place? Is everyone just walking by without really looking? Because if so, then there's your problem. You need to work on what makes you remarkable and what will make people stop in their tracks when they see your company. And all of this is translatable to your business beyond a live event. If your company doesn't get people stopping at your stand, then you're going to have the same problem getting people to buy from your website or following you on social media. If you book a stall at an event and you don't sell a single thing to a single person, but instead you've had 50 people tell you why they don't want to buy your product, then that will be the best money you have ever spent. Perhaps one concern you have is that your product is too expensive, or maybe you think it's too cheap. Well, use your local vegan fair to try different pricing strategies. If it's a two-day event, like a weekend-long one, then try one price on the first day and another price on the second, and meticulously record your sales to see what difference it made. Find out where your price point is. Does putting up the price by 10 or 20% actually make any difference to how many you sell? Because often the answer is no. What might change if you put your price up is the number of questions that people ask before they buy. And you will learn just as much from what questions people need answering before they part with their money. And don't assume that doing your local vegan fair, it's just for people selling products. It's not. Your company might offer some kind of service or you might be a business to business company, but you can still find your customers at vegan fairs if you know how to get them to identify themselves when they're there. So often 
In service-led businesses, we talk about using lead magnets. And these are just PDFs or guides that people can download from your website so that you can collect the email addresses of people who are showing an interest in your services. And the same tactic works just as well in the real world. So, have a banner stand printed that talks about a service you offer and just watch for who stops and reads through it and go say hello to them. Or print out the lead magnet from your website and put them out on your stand and again, engage with anybody who picks one up. Because this is the great thing about having a stall at an event or a fair. Anyone who stops and take some time to look you over. They're either a potential customer or they know a potential customer. And if you are a B2B company, so if you sell services to other businesses, then you probably won't sell on the day and you shouldn't try to. The people you meet, they're probably on a day out with their families and not really in the mood for a business chat, but they stopped, they showed an interest, and you can get their details and set up a call for later in the week. So hopefully by this point, I'm starting to convince you that your local vegan fair and your local vegan market, they're worthwhile for your business. And especially if you're early on with your company and you're trying to get that kind of customer feedback that you need, especially early on, to make decisions about your business. But it's the last point that I just made, which is really important to being successful at these kind of events. If you do have an impulse buy kind of product, so a product that people will just buy in passing the first time they see it, then you will probably make sales at a vegan fair. But for most of us, the sale, they actually come after the event. What do I mean by that? Well, you need to understand that the reason you are speaking to someone on your stall that day is because that's the day of the event. Not because they've already evaluated your products. Not because they've gone through a buying decision and then decided to come to your shop to make a purchase. And that's because fairs and markets and festivals and all these kind of events, they're what we call top of the funnel activity. If you make enough sales on the day to cover your costs, then great. But this is where potential customers will first get exposed to your company, your brand, your products and your mission. It's not necessarily where they're going to buy. And in many ways, this is why you need to treat your stall at an event just like your website. You need to have a strategy that would take someone showing an interest as they browse your stall to then finding themselves in your sales funnel so you can keep nurturing them until they're ready to buy. And just like your website, where you shouldn't just have a buy now button, you need to make a way for people to declare they're interested in what you do without having to make a purchase. And this is where your digital marketing and the real world need to work hand in hand. Now, I just mentioned funnels a moment ago, and every company has a sales funnel. You, at this very moment, probably have a group of prospective customers who are aware of you, but they're not yet familiar enough with your brand or your product to buy from you. 
Or you might not have convinced these people yet, or they haven't reached the point where they actually need your product and will start seriously considering buying from you. And it might be that you're not conscious about your funnel. You might just leave it to luck that people will come to the decision to buy from you all on their own after they've met you. And some will, but most won't, without further prompting and reminding. And successful companies spend a lot of time working out the route people took to becoming a customer so that they can design a strategy to pull people through that funnel from awareness to consideration to purchase. And at Vegan Business Tribe, we have our funnel on a flip chart in the office that we use as the master plan to growing the tribe. We know what needs to happen to get someone from the top of a funnel right through to the bottom. And as a quick aside, if you want to know more about funnels, how to create them, how to use them, then we've got a whole section about how to create a funnel for a vegan business in the marketing course on the website. Go take a look at that after we've finished. But even if you have the best sales funnel in the world, it only works if you keep topping it up. And that's what live events like fairs and markets are absolutely great for, to find the people who show that initial interest in what you're doing and dropping them into the top of your funnel. One of the companies who I met this weekend at our local vegan market, they were selling little children's toys that come packaged with vegan chocolate characters. And they were giving away out-of-date stock on their stand as a freebie. And as I walked past and picked one of these up, I thought, what a great way to make me aware of their brand and their product. But what a wasted opportunity to start a relationship with me. All they would have had to do was to ask me for my email address in return for giving me a freebie or asked me to follow their social media page in return and I'd have found myself very happy with a free product but also in the top of their funnel. And once I was in that funnel, they would have been able to send me an occasional email or continue to put out great stuff on their social media pages to keep me engaged with their company. And then... When one of my young nephews or one of my friend's children's birthdays had come up, they would have probably had a new customer in me. Because I was not ready to buy at that event. I had no reason to. My children are too old for the product, but I liked the idea and I thought it was a pretty cool company. And I would have let them have my email address if they'd have asked and give me a decent enough reason for me to hand it over, such as getting a freebie product, even if it was a couple of weeks out of date, because, well, vegan chocolate is still vegan chocolate, right? So you need to link your real-world events with your digital marketing. You need to have a strategy to collect as many people's names and email addresses at that show that show an interest in your business. And even if that's just people who are stopping and browsing, so you can continue that conversation later. Run a competition to win some of your products or team up with another vegan business to offer a bigger prize like a night at a vegan B&B and ask people to leave their name and email address to enter. Do this at every market or fair that you show at. And as a pro tip from someone who has done a lot of events, if you can, 
use a tablet or a laptop for people to enter their details so you don't have problems reading handwriting later. But at least just have a pad and pen and ask people to write down their own details. And even if someone doesn't win the competition, make sure that they still receive an email from you quite soon after that fair, thanking them for stopping by and just giving them a link to your site and putting them at the very top of your sales funnel. And don't forget that if someone does buy from you at a vegan fair or vegan market, you still need to open up a channel of communication with them so that you can keep selling to them. If you sell to someone through your website, then you automatically collect all your customers' details. But if you sell to them from your stall, then how many of those customers did you collect the details of? How many future sales are you losing if you're not? And it might be that someone who would have been an amazing long-term customer completely forgets who they bought those amazing vegan chocolates from. Or they might ask themselves, you know, what was the name of that vegan plumbing business that was run by that really nice couple that we met at a fair a few months ago? How many times have you saved a leaflet thinking that you might need it in the future? And then when you actually do need it, you find that you've thrown it out. You need to be the proactive one in keeping in touch with people who might buy from you again in the future. You can't rely on them remembering you. And if you just can't come up with a good way to collect people's email addresses, then at the very, very least, collect new social media followers. Now, it's important to remember that a social media follow is not a sale. Okay, so a like is not a purchase. So you need to have a strategy to convert your social media following into customers. But again, it's all about getting people into the top of your funnel. And social media is really good for that. So don't be afraid to heavily promote your social on your stall. Get people to take a photo with you or your product and to tag your company's Instagram or Facebook page. Get them to share it while they're still on your stand so that you can help them find your page. Just tell them that you want to reshare it with your followers and you'll only forget to do it later if you don't do it now. Not only have you snagged them into your social media ecosystem if you do this, but you've just made sure that they're sharing your company and your product with all their friends too. You are officially a vegan marketing ninja. So don't feel like you're being pushy doing all this because somebody wouldn't have come to a vegan fair if they were not interested in veganism and vegan companies like yourself. They would have not stopped at your stall unless they had at least a passing interest in your business and what you sell. These people share your mission and they will in the overwhelming majority be glad to engage. So make it easy for them. Have something on your stall that people will stop and want to take photos of, even if that's just a gimmick, like dressing up like a huge vegan Easter egg. Now, if you become a regular on the vegan fair circuit, you will become known by both other stall holders and by visitors. 
People travel long distances to go to a good local vegan fair and you start to spot the same faces and build up a relationship with them. And if they seem to recognise your stand, then talk to them like they're old friends and take their photo and get them to tag themselves on your social media. These are the people who are starting to become your tribe. So embrace them, spend time talking with them and getting to know them, update them on what's been happening in your business and make sure that they are firmly in your funnel. Many vegan events are also run by companies who run various different local fairs across the country. And once you've taken a stall at a couple of their events, then have a catch up with those organisers too. Become an active part of their tribe. Ask how you can help them or if there are any opportunities to get more involved, increase your visibility with you being such a loyal customer. Can you do a talk or a presentation at the next event? Could you do a joint Facebook Live to promote the fair together? And remember, the more remarkable your business is, the better the story that you have to tell and the bigger your vegan mission. The more companies like this will say yes without instead just forwarding you their sponsorship price list. And the final thing to remember is that you should extend what you get from the event far beyond just being there at the day. And it might be that at a busy event, you get a couple of hundred people stopping on your stall, and that's a great result. But it might be that by leveraging the event, you actually get your company and your brand in front of hundreds of more people who didn't attend too. So find out if the event has a hashtag that you can post on in the run-up to the event. Do a Facebook Live or an Instagram story showing what you're going to have on your stall a few days before. Email your mailing list with a special offer that you'll be running on the day, but also let them claim the same offer online if they can't make it to the event. On the day... Go live from the event or record a video showing what you're selling on the store that you can send out to your email list the day after just to show them what they missed, but also to keep you in their mind. And keep an eye on social media on the day and see who else is posting from the fair. And if someone's really posting a lot and making a big noise on social media, then go find them. Go find their stall. Take a photo with them so that you can get in front of their audience too. Set what we call KPIs or Key Performance Indicators that can be measured for any event that you do. So, for example... Don't just count how many sales you made on the day as a key performance indicator of how well the event went. Include how many new people you got into your sales funnel as an indication of how successful the day was. How many people did you get to stop and have a conversation? How many new email addresses did you get into your mailing list? And how many photos did you and your company get tagged in on social? And if it wasn't enough then what are you going to do at your next fair to improve that? At some point, you will want to graduate to those bigger events and trade shows, such as VegFest UK. And this is where you'll meet thousands of new contacts and even potentially a few retail buyers looking for new products. So find out what works first at your local markets. 
treat them as if it is a bigger event and spend time on developing a strategy for it. Then, when you do start to scale up, just like the millionaire business people who started out on a market stand, you will have already discovered what works and what people connect with. Okay, as always, let's just have a quick recap of what we've learned about, about how to make the most out of vegan fairs and markets. Point one, don't just treat your local vegan market or vegan fair as a place to make sales. It's a place where you can get hands-on with your customers and find out how they connect with what you sell. What products do they gravitate to first? What questions do they need answering before they will buy? And as I said, if you book a stall at an event and you don't sell to a single person, but instead you had 50 people tell you why they don't want to buy your product, then that's the best money you could ever spend. Point two, local vegan fairs and markets are also not just for people with physical products to sell. They can be great for companies selling services too. Print out the lead magnets that you use on your website and use them to identify people who are interested and jump in for a conversation with anyone who picks them up. Three, Fairs, markets, festivals, and all events, they're top of the funnel activity. They're where you first become visible. And the reason that you're speaking to someone on your stall that day is because that's the day of the event, not because they've come to your shop to make a purchase. Many people who are just browsing today, they will be your future customers tomorrow if you can get them into your sales funnel. Point four. And this is why you need to link real-world events to your digital marketing. Come up with ways to get people to leave their names and email addresses on your stall so you can add them to your mailing list. Point five, at all events you do, go in heavy on social media. Maybe even take a friend or a team member to do it for you. Get people to take a photo with you or your product and tag in your business so that you can get in their timeline and reach all their contacts like the vegan marketing ninja that I know you are. Leverage the event so that all the people who are not there get to see you as well. And point six, actually plan out a strategy. Work out what you're going to do in the run-up to the event to promote it. What are you going to do whilst you're at the event, such as Facebook Lives and Instagram Stories? And then, what are you going to send out after the event to both your current contacts and all the new ones that you're going to make? Treat it like it actually is a far bigger event so that when you do come to do the larger trade shows and you're out there looking for retailers to pick you up, you've already learned what works and how to run a successful stand at the local smaller events. And on that last point, again, I'm going to refer you back to the vegan marketing course on the Vegan Business Tribe website because I've put together some PDFs that you can use to plan out an event strategy because I've done so many of these live events and you can really leverage being there. Because as we said right at the start, the idea of all of this is to get yourself out there. 
It's about creating visibility. So it's worth spending that bit of extra time to make a plan of how you can get the most out of all that time and all that effort. So I'm hoping that by the time you're listening to this, that live events, they'll have become a big part of our lives again. And if you haven't thought about doing a fair or a vegan market before, then I'm hoping that I've inspired you to think about it. Every town or city has a vegan fair now at least once a year. And if you're in the UK, go look up organisations like Vegan Events or Vegan Fairs because they both run local events across the country. Go check out the Vegan Society's event page or just search for Vegan Fair or Vegan Market on Eventbrite or Facebook to find ones that are local to you. And if you can't find one then do as a couple of our Vegan Business Tribe members have done and put one on yourself and invite your local vegan community to come and join in. And if you are going to go and take a stall at a fair or maybe you are setting up a new one yourself, then please let me know and maybe Lisa and I will bump into you there. And that is it. Thank you as always. I really appreciate you giving me your time to listen. And if you can help me out with just one more favour, then a subscribe or a five-star review if your platform lets you review podcasts, that will really help us increase our visibility. Or even sharing this episode with any other vegan businesses that you know, all these actions, they might seem like quite little things to you, but we get a lot of our Vegan Business Tribe members through recommendations and referrals. And it really helps us reach and help even more vegan businesses who are on the same mission to bring about a vegan world as you are. And finally, make sure that you do go check out the website. Go study through the vegan marketing course that I've made reference to a couple of times in the session. Get to know other vegan business owners at our online meetups and just become part of the most wonderful vegan business community you could ever hope to be part of. Thank you again, and I will see you on the next one.